The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. And welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delator, and this week we have a story from the golden retriever on espresso of sex edutainment. That was a mouthful. That's right, it's Reed Mahalko. How's your week going? This past weekend was my birthday, and it was a landmark birthday. And I had this epic party planned. But as we know these days, things do not go as expected or planned. So things changed, and I'm going to tell you about that. But first, I want to read you this beautiful card that I got from a podcast listener. The listener's name is Stacy, and here's what she wrote. Dear Dixie, just wanted to send you a little something to make you feel special. I know the last couple of years have been absolute hell, and it isn't easy to be vulnerable and share that with the people who love you, much less the entire podcast audience. Please know you're setting an example and shining a light for others who are feeling like there's a lot of darkness lately. You're brave. You're real. You're raw. You're funny. You're beautiful. You're loving. You're absolutely 100% what the world needs and 100% what I need. Thank you for every day you keep going. Thank you for every Dixie ramble you don't want to record. Thank you for sharing the good and the bad. We're here for all of it, and so are you. Even when that sucks, it's really something. Sending so much love your way, Stacy. Happy birthday. Wow. And it came with all these goodies in the package too, and it made me feel really special and singled out. And when your birthday comes around, that feels really good. Birthdays have always been a big deal to me. No matter what year it is, no matter what the number is, I always want to do something special, something different, because it's one of those things where you do that, hmm, let me evaluate where I am. I don't know how many years I have left, but what would I like to accomplish with the time that's left? I don't try and spend a lot of time going, I guess I wasted that many years, didn't I? Because you can't do anything about that. But you can stop, look at your life and go, what would I like to accomplish while I'm on the planet? And birthdays really make me do that. So I had planned this huge event called DixieCon. My friend Jared had an event called JaredCon in March, and it was a clown orgy, of course. And I had forgotten my superpowers. I showed up at this clown orgy 
dressed like a clown. By the way, just so you know, don't imagine face paint because clowns learned long ago that if you wear face paint at an orgy, um, you're going to get a yeast infection. But more than anything, you're going to get paint on everything. So, yes, crazy outfits, but no face paint in this instance. So, <laughs> there was a little clown factoid for you. So I loved this party so much because when I came in, everybody was looking to make it an orgy, but they didn't really, like it wasn't happening the way that the birthday boy was hoping that it would happen. So the birthday boy's wife asked me to take over and I did. I got a clipboard and I started going through the 25 or 30 clowns who were at the party and trying to instigate trouble. I'm going to tell you another pro tip. If you're at an orgy and you want to respect people's boundaries, you want to make sure consent is present, um, you send someone like me because people will tell me what they really want and I will make it happen. When the birthday boy's wife, we called her trophy wife that night, decided that she wanted to make his wish come true, but she kept trying and people kept going, nope because it was awkward. The ask was awkward. These people wanted to do this. They knew what it was. They knew they were there, but it just, you know, it's all about the ask, I find. So I went and found a clipboard and I wrote out a script. And at that particular party, I would walk up to everybody at the party and say, and remember, I knew everyone at this party, Hi, and welcome to Jared Con. My name is Dixie. I am one of the volunteer coordinators. The birthday boy would like everyone to sit on his face. And uh, of course, we want you to participate at the level of your own comfort. And I just said a bunch of stuff. I have learned, well, I particularly figured it out at this party, that if you put a lot of space in between approaching people on an orgy and they ask, it gives them time to absorb the request which was everybody sit on his face and it also lets them have time to you know take in the information know that their boundaries are going to be respected uh, and think about it a little bit so by the time I got to hi I'm sorry we don't know each other I knew them could you tell me your name ah I'm not sure how to spell that how is that spelled lots of time to absorb the ask and at the end they tell me what they were comfortable with. Some people were like, no, I don't feel like having sex tonight. Some people were like, I feel comfortable with voyeur plus. What's voyeur plus? Well, if the birthday boy wants to seduce me, I'll do more than be a voyeur. Uh, so people got creative. People figured out what they wanted to do. I had a showrunner who would let people know you're on deck next. Dixie's about to announce your name so that we could keep the party going, keep the birthday boy engaged and make sure that everybody knew this thing was named after Jared. So Jared needed to be the focus of attention. And I gave a solid couple of hours of attention by keeping things going, telling stories, yelling stupid stuff, making sure that everybody was having fun. And when I tried to leave as the sun was coming up, Everybody went, how the fuck do you do that? That was incredible. We've been having cloud orgies for decades, but it's like, that was next level. You made this event. How do you do that? 
And as I went back to my hotel room in Vegas that night, that morning, sorry, I thought, this is my superpower. What am I doing? I've been hiding away in a house. I've been spending all my time with a dog when I'm good at this. So I decided I wanted to do something like that for my birthday, to use my superpower. And that's why I was planning DixieCon, modeled after Jared Con. And it was really disappointing when a couple of days before the party, five of the six planners, the party planners, because this was going to be a rager, came down with COVID, which meant no party. And I was really disappointed because, you know, landmark birthday doesn't come again. And instead, the plans that were already in place were adapted. And I was taken out for the best meal of my life by two of my close friends. And then I was taken to a friend's house and we gathered all the healthy people. And uh, only about 10 people could show up. But because my request for DixieCon had been my favorite thing is for people to wear mascot heads and make self-portraits so that I could just laugh because God, I need a laugh right now. I really need to laugh right now. It has been a traumatic few years. And the heads weren't pulled out. They're saving them for the actual DixieCon, which is going to happen in a few months, they say. But for this mini version, I was given a lanyard that said DixieCon with a version of Bango on the back because it says Dixie has terrible ideas. Here's some terrible ideas. And it made me laugh. Lanyards turn me on. I don't know what it is, but it's such a great way to engage. Somebody was telling me that they didn't get one recently for an event and the person cried because they didn't get a lanyard. So people take lanyards seriously. And even though they didn't wear the heads that I wanted them to wear, they wore ridiculous rubber heads, like the kind that you can buy in novelty shops. If you've never seen a Leatherman with hard nipples, and a leather harness and a furry chest and a 12 pack wearing a tiny, tiny French poodle mask that fits over his head so snugly, he looks like the shrunken head character in Beetlejuice. You need to see that because it's hysterical. People wore cardinal masks like the bird, the cardinal. People wore squirrel masks. Uh, someone came as a full body yip yip from the Muppets and watching the Yip Yip and the Cardinal interact because the Cardinal kept trying to feed it like a baby and Yip Yips have giant mouths. It really was exactly what I needed. I laughed so hard. And best of all, my friend Alexis knew about my obsession with Jack in the Box, the whole giant head thing, and made the most beautiful Jack in the Box birthday cake. Like, this thing is wow. I'm going to post it on Patreon so you can see it because that's the easiest place to find things. And I'll make it, you know, so that everybody can see it. But yeah, the cake was delicious. It was filled with Boston cream pie, which she called Dixie cream pie, because what else would be inside Jack's head? A slice of cake was like the slice of a quarter of a bowling ball. I'm still eating cake. But I felt so seen. Like they got me. They got my sense of humor. Non sequitur, ridiculousness. I don't use the word silly because I don't think of it as silly. I just like things strung together in a way that doesn't fit and it cracks me up. The idea of having a DixieCon where everybody put on a giant paper mache head and wrestled and did burlesque and 
performed TED Talks and maybe swapped heads and had sex with each other or used my head to do ridiculous things because there was a Dixie head too. I have that to look forward to because we're going to be celebrating my birthday for a while yet. And that's what you need to do when COVID fucks up your birthday. Thank you for everybody who sent me birthday wishes. I'm sorry the ramble so long, but apparently I'm being encouraged to talk. So there you go. It wasn't the birthday I thought it was going to be, but it was way better than I would have ever thought it would be in such a completely different way. My friends are amazing. My Helix Sleep mattress changed my life. I really needed a new mattress. And when I learned about Helix Sleep, I took their simple quiz, took less than two minutes to complete, and they matched my body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. I ain't kidding. This thing's perfect. My Helix mattress is unbelievably comfortable. And Helix makes it easy to figure out the right mattress for you. They have mattresses for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, soft, medium, and firm mattresses, and more. Helix even has mattresses with specialized cooling technology. That two-minute quiz matched me with the Helix Plus for plus-size sleepers, and it is just right for my ample curves. And it's not just me. Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews and was awarded the number one overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So why not give them a try? They have a 10-year warranty. You can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dixie, take that two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Just go to helixsleep.com slash D-I-X-I-E. Helix gets my highest recommendation. I seriously love this thing. You deserve quality sleep too. So go to helixsleep.com slash Dixie right now for up to $200 off and two free pillows. On Saturday, May 21st, our theme is cravings. And this is my birthday party. It's a body and it's live. And if you join us at the Verity Club, you get to hear incredible stories from leather rock star Leland Karina, Bonobo community founder William Winners, comedy writer Matt Feld, poet and queen Sylvia Blaylock, and coming soon the musicals Matt Herrero. Tickets are available in the show notes and on the Body Storytelling website. It's this weekend, y'all. I hope to see you there. It's a time of new beginnings and a chance to reawaken your sexual energy with Like a Kitten. If you've ever visited a sex toy shop, you know it can be overwhelming. And it's even worse when you start online shopping. Luckily, Like a Kitten makes buying sex essentials a breeze. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes, so each season you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients you need to spice up your sex life. The people at Like a Kitten are expert curators and they select beautiful pleasure products. The Like a Kitten box is discreetly packaged and I get so excited when it arrives at my house. Cause new sex toys, right? 
The spring subscription box price is $79, which is a great deal since the products in this box retail for well over $150. And Like a Kitten is offering Body Storytelling's listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E or enter the code Dixie at checkout. Like a Kitten's mission is to help women own their power in all areas of life. A portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good. Act now to surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use that code D-I-X-I-E to get 15% off and free shipping. There's a link in this episode's description. Oh, and by the way, I believe I promised you a story. So let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Sex and relationship geek Reed Mahalko of readaboutsex.com helps adults and college students create more self-esteem, self-confidence, and greater health and accountability in their relationship and sex lives. He uses an inspiring mixture of humor, comprehensive sexual health information. Reed teaches internationally, running workshops and speaking on communication skills, alternative relationship styles, and shame-free sexuality. Whether online, on stage, or at a college or university, Reed shares skills and concepts designed to help everyone be the change that they want to see in the bedroom. You may have seen him on Netflix's Chelsea Does with Chelsea Handler, on Oprah's Our America with Lisa Ling on OWN, the Emmy award-winning talk show Montel, Dr. Phil's The Doctors on CBS, Bravo's Misadvised, Fox News, in Newsweek, 17, GQ, The Washington Post, and in 13 countries and at least seven languages. I've known him for well over a decade, and I'm such a fan. This storyteller is Reed Mahalko. Happy 15th, Dixie De La Tour. May you have another 15, at least. Holy shit. All right. Have you ever had a sexual experience so powerful that it kind of blows out your memory. I'm not talking about like you were drunk or, or on drugs and you're like, what did we do last night? It felt powerful, but I remember nothing. I'm talking about like you have something happen and then you're trying to tell somebody what happened and you, like, there's just nothing. You're like, something vaguely happened, and my life changed, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Is there anybody? Okay. So when the pandemic started, I didn't anticipate that I would go a year without a threesome. (laughs) For those of you who know me, you're like, that's, reeds don't work well like that. That's like camels can go a long time without water. Reed cannot go a long time without a threesome. So Allison and I, you know, when the pandemic started, we all, you know, we hunkered down. We got a dog. How many of you got pandemic pets? Anyone? Yes. Like we got a dog and then it was just like, I haven't slept with one person 
for a long time in a long time. And Allison's like, yeah, this is kind of weird. You like, you fly around and get laid all the time, and now you're here all the time. This isn't, that's not good for an Allison. So long story short, a year later, I'm like, I gotta get laid, Allison. This isn't working. So I figure that I will combine business with pleasure, and I will run my own little writing retreat. And I invite some of my slutty friends, and I'm like, I need to write a book. I think you should write a book, and we need to fuck. And they're like, this is a genius idea. And then I like over-engineered the, the into the bubble process. We're gonna quarantine, we're gonna do this, we're gonna then fly to where we're going, then we're gonna quarantine again, and my friends are very patient with me. They're like, that's a lot of quarantining there, sir. I'm like, it'll be worth it. You haven't gotten laid in a year either. And they're like, this is true. And so we get to the thing, there's gonna be nine of us, we do the quarantining, then we, you know, we do the like the like celebration of we all we're out of the bubble. It's like, oh, rapid tests in the morning. Like we've just been spending like five days all masked up and being like, someday we'll fuck soon. Four more days, hold in there. And then it's like the day we all do our rapid tests, and like I gotta wait 15 minutes and I'm outside. I'm like pacing, I'm pacing. I'm like, has it been 15 minutes? And then one of my friends bursts out of the doors of like the cabin at the retreat center and is like running with, you know, at me in slow motion. Her name's Claire and her tits are just like coming close and I'm like, it's been a year since I've touched anyone else. That first kiss, like, and Claire's strong, like Claire caught me because I like my knees buckled. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? She's like, dude, you haven't been late in a year. And I'm like, this is amazing. So we have, there's eight of us, okay? So let's just go over the names, because I'll feel bad if I, forget, if I forget anybody in this story. Let's say Claire. Then there's William. William might even be here. Then there's Rachel. Rachel might be here too. Then there's Lolita. Lolita might be here. Then there's Misha, AKA Titty Daddy. Titty Daddy might be here too. Then there's Sasha. Sasha's not here. Then there's Dave. You wouldn't want Dave here. And then there's Vicky. Vicky's not here either. But we all get together and it's like, we're so excited. And it's like, we're gonna fuck, we're gonna have sex. It was like a year, we were like feral. And like, I had slept with most everybody there, but they hadn't all slept with each other, and we're all feral, and everyone's like, I don't know, what, what are we doing? Are we, how are we having sex? Like, how's this gonna work? It was really awkward, like high school awkward. <laughs> and like, and everyone's, everyone's geeky, everyone's nerdy, and, and like, and so people brought board games, and one of these board games was like, where's the dude? And this board game came with an inflatable, doll, like a cheesy, inflatable bro-dude doll, who might also be here. So the dude's got sunglasses on and a headband and really bad, like, 
like blow up doll hair and a beard and scruff on his chin and he's wearing like a green tank top and white shorts and in like sweatbands and stuff. And the dude now like, like cause we're, it's really awkward, but the dude starts popping up in different parts of the lodge. Like at Dave's desk where he's doing computer stuff. I wake up one morning, the dude's there. At William's writing the bench, the dude is there. And like the dude just starts showing up in weird fucking places and is freaking me out. Cause like I'm trying to get laid here. Finally, it's just like, it's, it's overwhelming. We're trying to have sex. Group sex isn't really happening. I really need a fucking threesome. And then it's like, I, I, I don't know what to do and it's starting to get weird. I'm at the dinner table and somebody sets the dude right next to me and the dude's wearing a strap on. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. But it all of a sudden dawns on me. A strap-on gangbang. I just declare, I need a strap-on gangbang tonight. And everyone's like, well, that sounds less awkward. Because we know how much you like strap-ons and gangbangs, so yes. So now just fast forward a little bit. We're in the yurt, because it's California. <laughs> and the yurt is where we're, we're going to be having the sex. Okay? And, and William's there, you know, to cheer, to cheer us on. Um, Rachel, we don't know where, where Rachel is, but everyone else is there. And, and it's Sasha's first night, because Sasha had to arrive late. So we're all, like, trying to celebrate Sasha, and I'm trying to, like, get a gangbang going on with all these amazing human beings. Everyone's strapped on, but, like, it's fizzling. Like, nothing, it's not picking up any speed, and I'm like, I'm like, it's been a year, man. I'm losing my shit, man. Like, you're like my friends. You, like, somebody, you gotta rally here. And like, I'm trying to like jumpstart my own strap-on gangbang. And like, I'm like, this is not how, like, I'm here to write a memoir. This is not the story I wanna put in my memoir about the strap-on gangbang that I couldn't get above the tree line. Like, the, the plane couldn't get off the runway and just goes right into the trees and explodes. This is not what I want. And so I'm like, come on, like get around me. And I'm like, I'm on my hands and knees. And I'm like, I start jerking people off, you know, and then like Sasha's, uh, you know, looking up at me. And then like Lolita, thank God, comes over and puts her dick in my mouth. And I'm like, okay, finally it's starting to happen. And now I'm jerking off Vicky. I'm jerking off Claire. Sasha's looking up at me. I think she's playing with my balls. And then all of a sudden I feel a dick right in the crack of my ass. And I'm like, finally, motherfuckers of God. How many strap-ons you have to jerk off until something like starts getting going? And like, and the, the dick's like starting to like, you know, find its way to my ass. I'm like, oh, finally, it's been such a desert of a year. I'm like, come on, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then I, it's like starting to enter me. And I'm like, finally, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, who is it? And I look back. It's the dude. And I look down at, I look down at Sasha, and Sasha knows me well enough to be like, oh boy, he wasn't expecting the dude. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting the dude. 
Sasha like mouths up at me, it's too late now. <laughs> and I look up and as the dude's going deeper into my ass, like all the women are like, yeah, now it's happening. And I'm like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. So like the dude's now like really fucking me and it's Titty Daddy who's got the dude, right? And the dude now, like, like you hear the squeaky, like And then it's, it's Titty Daddy's voice as the dude. Look at all those girls. You're jerking up all those girls, man. That's hot, that's hot. Well, the dude's fucking me. And I'm like, and the dude's like not fully inflated, so it's kind of like weird feeling. It's like you're getting hit with a beach ball that's only half inflated. And it's like, this isn't fun anymore. But I'm like, well, everyone else seems to be liking it. This is gonna be how it's gonna be. And then I look and it's all these beautiful people who really love me, who are trying to give me what I want, what I need. Because it's been a long, dry pandemic for me. And in this moment of like, things are actually kind of hot but I'm feeling really tender and vulnerable. I didn't know I needed this, but this hand starts stroking me on my cheek, and I'm like, oh, that's really what I needed. And I kind of catch it out of the corner of my eye, and it's shiny and plastic. <laughs> and for a moment, uh, I tense, and then I relax into it. And then I hear, this is your life, dude. This is your life. And for a moment, I'm like, yeah, this is what it came down to. <laughs> Getting fucked by a board game blow-up doll who's legitimately comforting me right now during a strap-on gangbang. This is my life. Well, my father says you're nifty And you've heard of Baudelaire And we both agree that human rights abuses are unfair You understand your feelings And you're not afraid to share And I think I could do something with your hair You smell nice And you're groovy And we both like foreign movies My mother says you have that touch of class well, I can see a shining future Where we'll dialogue and nurture But, but there's one last thing I feel I need to ask Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Cause you're beautiful and curvy But unless you're kinda pervy There's no way you and me are gonna last do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? When it comes to brains, you've got them But unless you play the bottom I'm afraid I'm gonna have to take a pass Well, you're adorable, reliable But is your anus pliable? That's the information that I need Well, you would do it if you love me If you're nervous, squat above me You'll be able to control the depth and speed 
Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Cause I've ordered in a shipment of the relevant equipment I've got lubricant and poppers and some grass Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? If you need more information on this type of penetration We can always take a correspondence class You see I'm not the kind of fella who can get off on vanilla No, I need a little color in my sex Well honey pie, it just so happens that I brought my dayglow strap on And some mescaline to heighten the effect Ready? Do you take it in the ass? Do you take it in the ass? Ooh, do you take it in the song was Do You Take It by the inimitable Wet Spots. Hi, John and Kaz. Do you remember last week when I talked to you about my new workshop, How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling? You know, the six-week workshop that includes a final performance. It's happening on Zoom. You get to learn the way that I teach people to get on stage at Body Storytelling. You get weekly office hours where you get custom coaching, ask me questions about storytelling. Yeah, well, that sold out. <laughs> and right before it sold out, a rock star signed up for my workshop. I'm dumbfounded. But that class, which was on a Tuesday, has sold out. So I have added a second workshop. If you want to take How to Be Fascinating, it's going to start on Wednesdays, July 13th. And right now, tickets are early bird, which means you can get $50 off. I just put the tickets online and it's already half sold out. So please register as soon as possible if you'd like to join us. Don't psych yourself out. Everybody has a story. I've worked with every kind of storyteller, except you. So I'd love to have you in this workshop. There's a link to register in the show notes. Remember, do it soon. There's only a few spots available and I can't add another one just yet. So join me. It's going to be a busy July. Let's make the most of it. Sometimes just knowing that something exists makes all the difference. Body storytelling is unique in all the world. We've been doing this for 15 years and I get emails and voice memos and messages on social media all the time telling me that this thing made a huge difference in people's lives. Queer people told me that they wanted to end it all, but just knowing that there was nothing wrong with them and that there were other people like them out there in the world, they kept going. People who lived outside of mainstream convention realized that there were people like them out there waiting to be found because they listen to our stories. Body storytelling still exists because of you. Because of the people on Patreon, I have a podcast, which I didn't have for many years. Because of our supporters on Patreon, we had a live stream during the pandemic, which many people told me was the best live stream that existed for those two years. Our live shows are still going, but once again, we're having a bit of a COVID dip 
and sales are down. So Patreon is how we continue. Please go to patreon.com, support us at whatever level you can, and you can make sure that body keeps changing lives. Thanks in advance for your support. Well, that's our time for this week. But before I go, can I ask you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast? It makes a huge difference. And I want to say thank you to the team that make this podcast possible. Thank you to Mosa Maxwell-Smith, David Grossoff, Joe Moore, Donald Mooney, and podcast producer Roman Din Houdiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 226 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. A big, a big love.